Hey everybody, and welcome to another edition of the BA Sales Kennel Kelp Holistic Healing Hour with your host and moderator, me, Grandpa Bill. Some of you, via invitation, via invitation, were applicable. My two church mice, Peter and Paul, forever and ever, ubiquitous audience, all audiences, however you got here, we appreciate that. Thank you. We are growing exponentially with your help by paying it forward, and you are. So we appreciate that, and it's very, very much indicative of you guys and gals in the listening audience, and for sure, guests like Simone. <laughs> He's coming back for appearance number two here in just a few moments. And all that kind of crazy stuff out in the cyberspace. We had a little run, but I think we're ready to go. So I'm going to segue right in. And some of you might have heard the Prelude shows plural. And hopefully the last episode where we pretty much predominantly talked about psilocybin in that uh, episode. But we kind of covered what we're about to segue in in a moment. I want to give you some assignments, uh, Simone's particulars, Simone A. Ruthie. It's Simone at SimoneRuthie.com on the email and a couple of different websites, SimoneRuthie.com and SacredHealing.us, us, if you will. I'll let him tell you about his phone number and his phone number is on his website just because, because. And real quickly, I got to go off page here just a second to read his About Us page in lieu of his bio, not to minimize his bio by any means, but where we did have it in the Prelude Show a couple of times, please do check that out. Here we go. About him, Simone Luthi, verbatim, and this is from his website, SimoneLuthi.com, backslash About Us page when you all get there to do so. Simone Luthi is a transformational and customer-centric executive who ensures the well-being of employees and boosts organizational effectiveness by devising robust strategies, facilitating innovation, and launching system-wide changes. As an expert in health, wellness, and travel who provides inspiring thought leadership, Simone cultivates a culture of mindfulness that yields team satisfaction, loyalty, and retention, and enables employee development. He is the CEO and founder of Health E, and that is spelled H E A L T H double E dot world, a unique wellness as a service software platform, helping companies save money on healthcare costs and encouraging their employees to stay and/or get healthy. Simone also serves as the founder and chief wellness officer at Sacred Healing LLC where he has leveraged a personal health crisis, which he did expand upon in the first episode, to enhance the well-being of 300-plus clients with a focus on healing trauma, physical pain, mental and emotional limitations. During this role, Simone has become a certified Reiki master. We also talked about that last time around. We can revisit that again for sure. Growing his personal practice to support customers and establishing goals around their individual well-being. By drawing on his background in health and wellness, human design, technical solutions, and product management, Simone exceeds any objectives and achieves continuous success. Early in his career, during his tenure at American Express, Simone served as the Vice President of Global Product Management, advancing technology and product management for agent booking platforms and CRMs, utilized by 5,500 employees throughout 23 countries. Simone simultaneously served as the organization's health advocate 
where he introduced a mindful slash meditation app that increased productivity and employee satisfaction by 2,000 basis points BPS. He also created and led workshops that fostered the holistic well-being of ASAP, all staff. Simone is the creator, using my quotation fingers, radio people actually in the studio, quotations, applied neurocellular healing, which combines and enhances multiple modalities that he learned while studying with various healers from around the world, including Alberto. You know me on names, I'm going to spell it. It's V-I-L-L-O-L-D-O, the logo. And reader Pitka, P-I-T-K, Blumenstein. I'm going to go with Blumenstein and Nadine Reuter. While serving as the managing director and general manager of Chase Travel at J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, Simone earned recognition for innovatively rethinking the end-to-end -end travel booking experience resulting in the acquisition of CX Loyalty. Simone also served as the Chief Strategy Officer at CX Loyalty, recently acquired by J.P. Morgan Chase & Company, where he has been instrumental in applying design thinking to the non-travel rewards and loyalty business, establishing new verticals and business ideas. Simone introduced a successful design thinking approach to rapidly scale the acquired company while retaining its autonomy with current projections of fueling extensive sales and revenue growth. Dedicated to professional growth, Simone holds a Bachelor of Business Administration equivalent in accounting and business slash management from the Graduate School of Business Administration in Zurich, no less, who currently resides in Landenburg, Pennsylvania. And my first question is, geez, what do you do in your spare time? <laughs> well, welcome, welcome, Simone. Welcome and take it away. Reintroduce ourselves to, you know, who may, may not have seen it. Take it away. I'll follow your lead. And I think we're going to talk about your Lucier life today, but please take it away. Welcome back. Thank you, Bill, for having me again. I was just thinking, is everyone tired yet by listening to that? <laughs> hey, those, those kind of credentials need to be heard. They do. They, they really do. I mean, you yeah, know, that's the time invested and it warrants the billboard, if you will. That's right. That's right. Well, it's so it's so fun, like to hear someone else actually read it, and I'm like, wow, yeah, I guess I I have done a ton. I guess uh, maybe yeah. I did do a couple of things. It is good to hear it back when we're on the other side of the proverbial desk, if you will. It is good to hear it back. Yeah, you that's know? right. Yeah, I had a, a distinguished, uh, beautiful career in corporate America, uh, you know, for close to 25 years, and then uh, you know, just catching everybody on again. What we talked about in, uh, in the last yeah. episode. I had a health crisis in 2016 with an autoimmune that really started to change the trajectory of what I'm passionate about, what I'm doing now. Um, and so I think we're going to talk a little bit about alternative healing techniques today. Uh, but, you know, basically, uh, based on my own healing and or health crisis, realized um, that getting to the bottom of it really was around uh, figuring out uh, nutrition. Um, we talked a little bit about heavy metals and, and what that can wreak havoc in the system. We talked a little bit about um, environmental toxins, and I've had them all. I've had a, a heavy metal toxicity and, and environmental toxins and food allergies and, and changing that around. And so what I found was uh, in kind of this experiment at American Express of really kind of uh, focusing on employee well-being, 
that that's really turning into a, a loyalty uh, aspect of as well. I think people really do want to work for someone. If you if you can't work for yourself, right, be your own exactly. boss. Exactly. If you do have to go to work somewhere that you want to work for uh, a company and an organization that actually does care about you and you don't just feel like you're a number. Um, and that's really how everything, uh, you know, started. I got myself healthy. I started to share my personal story with uh, with my team, started to replace the hot dogs and the hamburger lunches, uh, you know, with more nutritional things. And, and uh, you know, for the most part, people really uh, enjoyed it um, and, uh, you know, introduced the the powers of meditation and mindfulness uh, in the workplace. That was very powerful. And, uh, and yeah, started to like continuously innovate the healing journey, always kind of with me as the guinea pig and then started to uh, expand that out to clients. And now, uh, you know, really coming out with the message in a little bit more of a broader scale. And ultimately, I think what we want to talk about today is about the Lucia uh, number three, um, light therapy. So that's part of my applied neurocellular therapy that Bill has talked about in the intro. Uh, and really how I started to um, work with it and or how I found it perhaps is that, um, you know, I wondered why certain people heal almost immediately while others take longer and while others, it just does not work at all. And you continue to, you know, follow that up with, uh, with pharmaceuticals. And, um, initially I was thinking of psilocybin as a, um, really promising new, well, not a new, but like rediscovered, uh, <laughs> modality after Nixon shut it all down in the sixties. And, um, and the troll is it's still a schedule one substance in most States. It has been decriminalized. Uh, there's tons of, um, clinical trials that are going on. So there's a tension on it. But for, you know, everyone out there, it's still kind of hard to get access to it and or, you know, it may just be only geared towards, um, you know, depression and or some anxiety, PTSD. So my so quick, quick question, I'm sorry, is it Colorado is the only state that it's legal as we speak or is it Oregon as well or vice versa? So uh, Oregon has started to decriminalize as well, um, and it's ever changing. Um, right. that's, that's the you know that's the big thing on that you know. But good news is, yeah. So Colorado and Oregon are probably the one with the two loosest laws, uh, yeah. followed by by some others too. Um, so again, uh, I was interested in: aren't there alternatives? What what happens to the brain when we are uh, undergoing a psychedelic journey? What what are the chemical functions in the brain that starts yeah. to fire? Uh, and interestingly enough, I landed on, on, on this lamp. I have to call it that Lucia number three. It's a, it's a, a modern technology marvel that two, um, German gentlemen, a psychologist and a engineer came up with. And really what it does, it is a rapid light moving led lamp with stroboscope enhanced that is penetrating the pineal gland. So third yeah. eye. And it activates your um, alpha, beta, theta, and delta waves. Uh, and what I was finding out in the process of it, that not only does it uh, help to kind of calm the nervous system, right. it's used in some universities as a way to um, enhance creativity. So there is a study out at the University of Sussex in Brighton uh, in the UK of students using it 45 minutes before they were starting to enhance a product that they were right. actually uh measurably more 
creative in the way that they were going about problem solving. Where was it? Where was it when I was going to school with Abe Lincoln? Where was it? <laughs> That's right. That's right, Bill. Right. We could have used it. Unfortunately, there was no electricity back then. <laughs> Um, and so that's when I started to be, you know, pay attention to it and go, Hmm, I, I initially bought it for myself from a meditative techniques because I wanted to just kind of do something different. And then as I started to experiment with it and, uh, you know, different speeds of the, of the stroboscope, I started to realize that it actually has, um, exactly what I was looking for, right? If you think about why certain healings don't work is usually because your subconscious goes, eh, you know, probably not going to work, but I'll try it out anyway. So that, yeah. that, that won't go, uh, or won't go far, but with the lamp, it's almost like your, your, your subconscious can't fire fast enough. It has to focus on what's actually yeah. happening elsewhere. It's almost a, a, a fun game between the conscious and the subconscious. It really is. Continue. Continue. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, um, whenever there are things, um, that I'm detecting that are stuck, so it could be, you know, things you've been carrying around with you for a long time. It could be the topic of epigenetics. You know, my dad had something or my mom had something. So I'm more prone to get that too. Um, it really is. And so I put people under, I really call it, you know, under, but it's a completely drug-free environment, but it does induce kind of an LSD oh, it's type. Hypnotic. It's hypnotic in another yeah. cell. Yeah. And so people usually are like, oh my gosh, like I've seen all kinds of colors and kaleidoscopes and journeys and, uh, and all that. And I couple that with uh, music that is also tailored to the, to the frequency of it as well. Correct. So there's, you know, a multimedia immersive uh, journey that you are undertaking and so then when they are done i really can go in more with my old world healing modalities uh you know of removing blockages uh literally with my hands and i've seen you know some amazing healings happen uh as a result of that it just enhances it makes my life a little easier or my job easier not life but the job easier and uh so yeah i absolutely love it it's relatively unknown in the US. It is a bit more known now in Europe, but um, there are a couple of practitioners um, co coming out in the US and Canada. Um, and uh, I predominantly, I, I hope one of these days that the internet speed will be fast enough that I can offer it through a Zoom uh, as well. It does work, but it doesn't work quite as uh as as well when you when you you I'm know in the way of actually doing a live demo having right. the yeah gotcha gotcha that will be interesting when you get to that point we'll have we'll definitely have to have you come back to do that when and if the technology yeah so for the time being i see people here in my private practice in pennsylvania yeah. but uh, for those of you on the east coast and you're interested you know Hit me up. Well, now, might be, now might be an opportune time just so we don't lose anything. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you under that premise. If indeed they do want to retrade out, please do. Tell, tell yeah, everybody. that's right. So, you know, go on my website, simonluti.com, S-I-M-O-N-L-U-T-H-I.com or sacredhealing.us. Uh, there is a web forum on there. My phone number is on there. Text me, email me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, would love to hear feedback. Uh, maybe there are some other folks that have already experienced it. Uh, but it's definitely something here that I, I think uh, it's worth paying attention to. Quick footnote for, for the faction of my audience that might join us at my show called Workouts for Geriatrics, Nutrition, Workouts, Everything, Senior Health. Good for all kids, 1 to 92, joking around the moniker there. 
but it is. We talk a lot there about the brain waves and you know going from our beta to theta and into gamma. Does that light certainly kind of enhance that frequency, if you will, in and of itself through the meditation? I believe that it does, but expand upon that. If you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it is from a meditative space. My experience with it is a lot of people struggle with meditation and mindfulness. Because your brain, your you know, is never shutting up. It's um, too monkey you know, mind at, at that point. It's sometimes it's too monkey mind. Continue. Yeah, the, there's a great book out by uh, by Michael Singer called The Untethered Soul, and he talks a little bit in that book about hey, if uh, if our brain was a roommate, we would have probably kicked him or her out. Or maybe worse, or maybe worse. We don't promote violence, but maybe worse. I tease a little bit. Continue. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and the interesting thing is because your brain now has to focus on this, on this light, uh, it is very difficult uh, to actually have coherent thoughts. It, during it, the time it, it takes fully concentration to do it. Not with your light, of course. I'll definitely want to investigate that. I do a form of, it's just a stationary light. It's a bulb, but it has the multicolor. And when I diffuse all the other light, it deeply enhances my meditations. But, I mean, I've been doing it for a while, too. And, and you know, I didn't just, oh, wow. You know, it took a while to throw in old mindsets and all of that kind of stuff. I guess my point is, is we've been conditioned in so many ways. There's almost a built-in wall of defense to almost anything that's counterintuitive in the eyes and ears of the way that some of us have been conditioned to think. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, um, you know, what I find is interesting, I've, I've tried all kinds of different meditation techniques, right? I've done the Vipassana. Right. 10-day silent retreat. I've yeah. uh, used pretty much all of the apps yeah. that, that are out there in, in subscription mode. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've tried to record, actually, in, in, as a matter of fact, I've just recorded a couple of my own. Uh, and it's interesting what, what actually, you know, happens. What is the attention span that I have um, and mindfulness? And so maybe that's a, a, a good pause here. You know, there's a difference between mindfulness and meditation. So yeah. mindfulness is just the practice of actually paying attention to what you're doing. So even if you're brushing your, your teeth in the morning of right. actually being in that moment of just brushing your teeth and what are the sensations that I'm sensing and not thinking about the million things I should be doing, uh, right. you know, outside of that. But that's that's equally as important, but not meditation. So meditation, like most of us, uh, I think, understand is the practice of, you know, going in the quiet, laying down or being in a comfortable spot and right. really starting to go inward, uh, right? So there is um, breathing techniques obviously help, but it's really about quieting the mind. Um, and that's hard. And that's why a lot of people fall off the bandwagon because, or, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, and you, you get this inner voice, like, it. you should stop doing it. You know, it's why are you doing it? It's a transition. It can be, it can be really hard. Continue. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, and so I, it's interesting, right, that um, in that sense, as people fall off, um, I found with this lamp, it's, it, it kind of is an overstimulation of the senses so that your brain doesn't really have a chance to start having all these thoughts right. go. Right. Like, because right. you're kind of like, oh, whoa, this is like, you know, something is happening here. Uh, um, and that can only um, enhance and strengthen, you know, the overall, the overall heat. But again, it is used for meditation. I use it really in in my healing modality. 
um, because I found sometimes that when people are really tense and or not relaxed and or really in their thoughts, that it is harder to move energy around and it's harder to extract For things sure. from from the body. And when people are relaxed and and uh, in this kind of, you know, meditative, uh, slightly electronic drug infused state. You know, we, uh, joke around, we joke around a lot about, hey, they really open up and I got some secrets. I, I, I tease a lot. But I, what, what it does is it can, once that door does open up, they do become uninhibited. And that's great. I mean, that's that's like the, literally and figuratively the light came on, pun intended, pun intended. But that process takes a while. It does. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And what I found interesting, and I think I have to study on my website as well, there is uh, new studies even on the lamp uh, in terms of Alzheimer's. Right. And, you know, that it starts to change a little bit of the proteins and chemicals in the brain as well as something, uh, you know, to consider. So I think there's more studies that have to happen, but it's definitely interesting that. So, so true, you know, but, but to your point, there's a lot of good documentation to this point. To this, you know, it, it has to go to the X number of stages and play itself out. But we like the progression. And, and I definitely do. I think if I'm going to hang around a beer, really crusty the old man, that may be in my future. So it's very interesting. Very interesting to me that I call it the little welder to try to keep the synapses literally welded together. And I really think it serves a purpose in that regard. So I'm very interested in seeing the advancement of the documentation and the proof in the pudding, if you will. So I'm encouraged by it, for sure. Yeah, isn't it great? So, I mean, do you mind sharing like how, like your journey with meditation, you know, no, with the audience? No, 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 I, I think sometimes we kind of, you know, learn from each other. Fun. You can be the host and I'll be the guest. I tease a little bit. Oh, did you have a specific question that, that you well, are? Just because it, you know, like it, it is hard, uh, like, you know, to my earlier point, sometimes to kind of keep on going and being super gentle with ourselves and not beating ourselves up if it doesn't work and you don't give up. And you've been doing this for a couple of years. So, well, you know, for a really long time. I mean, when I was a kid at nine years old, I don't think anybody knew that's how long ago, you know, knew like meditation in and of itself. Probably way back in the early 60s, there was a faction that did for sure. But as a nine year old kid, I just knew that I had something going on within me. You know, I really did. And it was, it manifested itself for me mostly have a real affinity with animals and. Not to get too sidetracked, I believe I was here before as one. I have no recollection of it. An animal, that is. I like to think I might identify with an eagle or a wolf. So through preteen, flashing forward, in high school, whatever, the 60s, the 60s, being the 60s, all of that crazy stuff. I definitely was involved in all of that. But I was kind of the rebel without a cause is, hey, you guys really should try this stuff that I've been trying in its infancy. I've been reading about this meditation stuff. So I was doing it in one form or another for a lot of years and then flash forward, oh my goodness, for the last decade and a half, definitely. I go. I think I shared with you, I go to a weekly coherence guided meeting on Tuesday nights. I'm simply in the audience on that. So to get to your point, I go back to the onset of the rock music with the laser light shows, really seriously, at the onset of it, it's kind of sort of the same principle in a much different way. And then um, when we were kids, we goofed around making like our own versions of light boxes with Christmas tree lights with frosted glass and the alternating, the alternating lights. <laughs> that might've been 
to set the ambiance for pre-concert back in the 60s. So that was meditation in and of itself, if you will. And then when I started to read about those that have written books and that really take the heart-brain coherence thing, that's what did it for me. Like the uh, Math Institute, for instance, I've been reading and member of that. Joe Dispenser, I think we talked about that. Yeah. Lipton, Lipton, who's a great, great, you know, I admire him immensely. So between reading, writing and arithmetic, if you will, a little bit, kidding around, been doing it for a really long time. So the light part of it kind of segued through the music, the laser lights, music, light boxes or whatever. Then I started to, I wonder what this would be like in meditation. So like I said, I just have a light, it's a screw and light bulb, but it has all the red, yellow. And when I shut off the other lights, it's not directly on my pineal gland, but by focusing on it, it's definitely playing to the pineal gland. And I, I have a really large protruding vein in my head. They say that that's a built-in physiology to maybe a little bit more attunement. I don't know. I, I don't claim that that's... I've heard that said. I've heard that said. So through all of it, I've been doing intensely meditation easily over a decade now in the traditional sense, whatever the traditional sense right, is. Right, right, right. Mostly heart-brain connection. If that answers your question in a very around the mother bush way. It does. No, thanks for sharing. And I, I, I like to ask that question usually because I think we have a different idea of, again, meditation, what it is. We do. There's so many people that are like, oh, I can't do it. I tried it, you know, given up on it. Right. And there's this, this notion out there that, you know, you're, you're supposed to be, you know, just in, in the zone and like, you know, it just Correct. doesn't work. Way. It is, right. it is a, a practice. And the practice of, um, you know, just letting thoughts pass by where, you know, you get sidetracked and it just is the way. It sounds so easy. I'm sorry for talking. It sounds so easy when we say don't sweat the small stuff. And it's a hard place to get to don't sweat the small stuff. But when you get there, it's like, boy, I was sweating a lot of small stuff. I was sweating a lot of sweat in some instances. instances. That's right. Yeah. And so so my, my point in all this is it's interesting, right? So I came at it from just trying it out, what is it, um, all the different apps. And then through my uh, shamanic education, there was a lot of breath work that came into that. Exactly. Um, exactly. And what I find interesting with the Lucia, so we call it hypnagogic breathing, uh, is that when the combination of the light therapy comes in and you start breathing as well, in you really kind of trick your brain that like, okay, there's it's, it's like I used to be a drummer. And like, you know, like people say, how can you do different things with different hands and, and feet? Well, after a while, it kind of becomes second nature. But in meditation, when you really are focused on something that you're not as skilled at, and you kind of trick the mind in like, oh, I'm doing all these other things right now. I can't really you focus on you, you, right? you kind of have to. It's almost a prerequisite. You kind of have to trick the mind. But yeah. And, uh, and it's really interesting what happens then with the body, right? Because of the cell structure, we talked a little bit about that our body is 80, 90% water. So it's, uh, um, you know, when that starts to get shifted and moved, uh, right. you really start to regenerate, uh, you know, the cells. And, uh, and the interesting thing is with, uh, to go back to the light, um, you know, it has, I think about 120 different programs that goes from fast to slow, Correct. you know, different journeys. Some of them are, are more, you know, moderate, others are really psychedelic uh, in the way it goes, but no person, like if you were to actually record the brain, we right. can't, but 
that no journey is the same. So there may be some similarities, a little bit of like, oh, I saw a little bit of that, but right. but the brain actually interprets the frequency of the. It takes its own route. It takes its own route. Yeah. All completely different, and that's that's really fascinating, right? So if you think if no journey is the same, except I'm, you know, showering them with the same light frequency in the same program, um, so there's got to be something there, right? That we pick things up on the, on the human body that that is completely different. It, it just reinforces truly how amazing the human body is. It it, it does. It just totally, and yeah. and it helps obviously connect with the innate trait that we all have, which is really hard for a lot of populace because we were conditioned to think otherwise. We were that's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And it, it's been used a lot in PTSD as well. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of veterans that are, that are seeing that. Right, especially uh, in the a, population. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and that's really interesting. Now, I will also say um, my experience has been that some people don't take it well at all. Like I have seen it goes, people it goes, actually get it goes both ways. Yeah. really ill, right? And so uh, it's my job really to ensure that uh, it's administered safe. And, uh, you know, if, if there are people that are just not, uh, shouldn't be doing it and or, you know, it's mostly around drinking a lot of water afterwards. In that too, regard, right? it's, it's, it is like a proverbial pair of shoes. <laughs> One yeah. size doesn't fit all. Doesn't fit all. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. What else can I tell you about the, well, the well, well, guys? If you if if now's the time to talk about that kind of stuff, New Year's. I mean, semantics now. What twenty days? Whatever it is. I used to be able to do math. As you guys, your partners, and so forth, approach twenty twenty four. Obviously, you've got big plans and what have you. Are you still? Where are you at in your progression with your partnership? I guess would be my question going into 2024 in that um, light, light especially oh yeah, yeah yeah um yeah i have a couple exciting things coming up um i'm working on a couple international wellness retreats um, so one in ireland i'm working on one in south africa awesome. because um i do also sometimes would that, be uh, early, would that be in the early confines of the new year as it becomes? or It's probably going to be more to, towards the end of Q1, early Q2. Uh, we're still kind of in the, you know, uh, figuring out. Get it ready and coordinated and so forth. Yep. That'd be that's awesome. right. But but I'm excited about it because, you know, sometimes locale change uh, is also how the body heals. Because if it's you're part just, of the equation. It's part of the equation. And if you really want global expansion, you kind of have to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so islands, islands first, and then Africa, or vice versa. When you get there, yeah, it'll be it'll be Ireland first. South Africa will probably be second. I'm looking at some other locations. So awesome. more to come. I will post it on my website. Uh, you know, Thank when you. we'll when have to end. have you back to embrace around that as it develops. Um, as and really, develops. what the workshops are going to be all about? We're going to learn um, about nutrition, and we're going to learn about how. The body keeps score, right? So how do we clear ancestral things from our exactly. uh, luminous energy field? How do we extract um, traumas that we've experienced and how you can actually, you know, regenerate yourselves uh, again? So it'll be a lot of breath work. There will be a lot of uh, yoga and movement. There will be a lot of really nutritious foods. Awesome. And obviously, being in a in a different country, I love Ireland. I cannot wait. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I've never been. I've never been, but I I have many relatives that have, and so forth. I understand it's just like beautiful Scotland, all of it. But I understand it's just wonderful land of green. Exactly. 
Maybe we need to do a, a remote, like you know, taping of uh, of your show in Ireland or something. That would be you know? awesome, man. Whatever you want, whatever you want to do, and however you want to do it, this is a venue to share that with you guys and gals if you're comfortable and do it. I'd love to do something like that when the time's right. Yeah. Like and then the other big project for me is uh, I have uh, my startup. You mentioned um, Healthy Dot World. Um, yeah, I, sure. I I am really really passionate about creating better health and wellness solutions uh, on the yeah. employer side. Right, many of us that have a job get our health insurance through that, um, and unfortunately, you know the the pendulum has swung a little too yeah, far yeah. On, on the western side. We've lost. I think I've heard studies. 20% of our workforce in uh, um, in healthcare. Yep. Uh, for those of you that have tried to go see your PCP, I guarantee you it's probably months in the making. Um, and so we have to get back more into the holistic set of like what's really making do. us looking at really it. So, uh, so I wanna provide um, more health and wellness solutions for employers to take care of their employees better. So you will have a meditation app for the workspace. It will have uh, a platform for practitioners, but also really um, ensuring that people are incentivized to do, you know, the healthy things. And um, so I'm really excited. And more, more to come there. Uh, that's probably my my big baby. That well, big baby, little baby, big baby. That is. Well, not I remember, did I speaking of manifesting and med meditation? Did I dream? Are you working on a specific article and or book, or did I dream that? From our last I'm not year. working. I'm not working on a book. No, I. Okay. Uh, I've been. I've been um, writing a bunch of smaller blogs. I think we, I think we so, did talk about that. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. If you're interested, so I, I released a blog <laughs> on psilocybin. Um, you know, there's a blog uh, that's that I've released on the applied neurocellular therapy. So there's a bunch of I just signed up for it. I just signed up for it today. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good. 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 So there's a, a bunch of different um blogs on different topics so you know i don't know that i uh, feel called yet to write an entire book but who knows um you know so there's a bunch of different articles out there for for people to some interested. degree with due respect in all categories you do have to throw spaghetti against the wall and see what it takes. <laughs> you really do i mean it's important that's true but, it, but it's important all kidding aside the more little kernels of avenues to blog blog podcast we like to think that's the network. That's the that's what we're trying to do here is spread the message to all of our audiences. It's so key, especially in healthcare now. The world is at a precipice, and we talked about that. And a lot of really good things. I firmly believe that, and I believe it in my heart for my own legacy moving forward. There's going to be some interesting waters and all of that along the way, but we're at a precipice where we can really change things quite positively. So keep watching the good fight like that. It gets, it gets sometimes no matter what we do and how we do it at whatever level we do it, it can get lonely in the valley sometimes. And it's hard to fight the good fight sometimes. It is. Absolutely. It, it is. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, when you believe my, something that passionately, though, it gets you there. So, yeah. And, you know, look, my, my encouragement for, for those of you that might be listening that are going through, yeah, you know, those two guys can, can talk a good, you know, I have terminal this or I've been diagnosed with X. I get it. Like, I've been there. I've been there. Correct. Um, but did, did I you want to revisit your, did you want to revisit your own personal stuff? Just yeah, right? no, you know, my my story is all over the internet, so you can you can uh, you know you okay, can find good. it. But I, I'm just saying, you know, I've had uh, my first health crisis in 16, and then a bout with cancer in 2020, um, which really had to get come to grips with my own mortality, and that's a sidebar of you know having become a certified death doula. 
But what I've learned through that crisis has really been that it's happening for me, not necessarily against me. It's just a matter of tuning into what in your life is not in congruence and what is it actually that it's trying to show you. And sometimes there, there is a harder journey to really, you know, because there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of stuff oh, cool. that you may have shoved away and in the closet, right? And when you start to uh, unpack that, unbox these things, um, but I, I do absolutely see that, uh, you know, an autoimmune is not end of the road. Cancer is not end of the road. It's just a matter of, are we willing to really truly look into and not fight it? Right. So we are, we're kind of in this fight mode. I have to fight something and that may be, you know, what, what is in, in the right, um, you know, the right solution for, for you. Um, I chose to go a different route and like really figuring out what made me sick in the first place. Um, and it was interesting to kind of start to go, oh, so I had some past life things that we're looking at, uh, you know, with my throat and, and all this. And, right. um, and so that's, that's really kind of the interesting thing of where I'm going with this applied neurocellular therapy that, um, I found that there is always, always some kind of a silver lining as to like, why are we sick in the first place? And, and when we start to like pinpoint of what it is that makes us sick. Um, we, we may actually very well be on the, on the, on the path to healing. Um, and so the, you know, the, the, the lamp that we've been talking about is a tool for me to kind of just, you know, access some of this information that's stored in the cellular structure a little faster, but I find it fascinating. And there's a lot of courageous people out there now that are saying like, you know, the buck stops with me, you know, alcohol is family or other things. I think the overall disgust, disgruntledness, frustration with the health care system as it stands. You know, that I think people are starting to, you know, hey, there's got to be a better way type of thing. I think we're getting there, I think. I, I, like I think so, too. I yeah. think so, too. That's what, you know, clients are telling me what I, when I'm out there. That's good, uh, to hear. Shows like That's this good one. for us to hear that they are telling folks like yourself that. It is what you yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel like we are we are turning the corner and uh and sometimes, you know, adversity turns into opportunity. So when people are like, Hey, I can't see my doc, what else I'm gonna do? Uh, you know, sometimes things start to uh come out of it. And I think uh that's great. And the you know, unfortunately the Europeans are still uh way ahead of like oh, where they we are. are. Oh, they are. there's no doubt about that. We got a lot of catching up to do, let's put it that way. Sure. But the good news is the tools are here. It's not like we have to reinvent the wheel. We just have to make it more True. popular and acceptable, right? But literally and figuratively, they're right before. Sometimes, you know, it takes a little <laughs> takes a little taking the blinders off, if you will. I'd love to think that you have an open invite to come back multiple times during 2024. I'd love to keep abreast of your progression as you go along the way and have you back. Is there anything you want to wind it up on today? I'm going to let you, you know, anything that we left out or you think we should be visit before we say bye-bye for this episode? No, I think, you know, this is usually the time when we uh, wish each other a healthy and prosperous uh, 2024, specifically on emphasis on healthy. Uh, you know, if I can be of support of anyone out there listening, uh, you know, hit me up, call me, send me a Send me a note. Would love to hear what's uh, what's happening. If I can be of support, and uh, and for those of you in the you know in the Northeast, maybe uh, just come see me. And uh, that'd be awesome. Happy to be, happy to be uh, of support. And again, as always, thank you for the invite, Bill. Always great always. to be on always. your show. And uh, look forward to seeing what twenty twenty four brings. 
Can't wait. They can't wait. So before we sign off here real quickly, I would say to everybody, you know, we're almost there as far as this calendar year. And we've talked about this at the shows for years. It's always kind of a bluesy season just because because we've been conditioned to feel that way because of old traumas and what have you. Those are so many subset shows that the Lord willing and the Creek don't rise. There's enough fodder for me to continue to go every single day next year. And then having like weekly guests, much like Simone, coming back to visit us when the time's right. So I'll see you guys and gals again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And stay together, stay calm, stay collected, and always be vigilant. You must be vigilant as to, you know, what's going on and all of that. But we'll get through it together. And the sun will be on the backside. And Simone and I just exchanged geographic weather. The sun's coming up after some severe rain. All's good. All's good. We'll see you all tomorrow. We'll say bye-bye for now, and may God bless. Peace, everybody. Thanks for joining us.